0: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. For a split second, I thought we'd done it. And then Bolton, like a bolt from the blue in the 90th minute, chipped a ball over the top, and the inevitable happened. They scored. It's a one-all draw, and the Stags are still yet to win this season. It feels like a defeat. I feel so, so sorry for Richard Cooper, who's got us playing some really good stuff in his caretakership, but as we continue to look to the future with a new manager possibly announced this week, the Stags really do have some work to do. It finished Bolton 1, Mansfield Town 1, this is the Cooldown post-match reaction show. Get your comments in now and let us know your thoughts as the Stags still haven't won a game in League 2 this season. And welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. For a minute, I thought we were going to be sitting here talking about victory. In fact, I had an old whole opening gambit planned about how we'd, you know, not won for so long and then, you know, Richard Cooper had sort of spurred on the troops and everything. But then Mansfield did a Mansfield and ultimately left the University of Bolton Stadium with just a point. It's... It feels flat. It feels disappointing. It feels like a defeat. And to be honest, I don't know. I feel like we should be playing funeral music tonight because this is—it's getting beyond a joke now. It really is getting beyond a joke. I'm joined, as always, by Cam Fulton and Nathan Edge, and I think um, you know for the for the viewers amongst us. What on earth have you just changed your background to camp? I had a whole thing going then, have you gotta change your background? What what's all this about?
1: They're bottles.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, leave the jokes to some leave the jokes to the professionals. Oh really, all right, all right. ridiculous. Um honestly boys, I I don't know, it, it's it's really disappointing. As he changed his background to to Salford, I had this whole thing planned about you know us winning the game and, and all of this and you know Richard Cooper spearing on the, the troops. If anything tonight, I feel the most sorry for him, Nathan Edge, because over the last two two games he's really put the work and he, he's got the boys sort of rejuvenated and, and playing some good stuff. And it felt like we were going to do it tonight when George Lapsley's header went in. It felt like you know we were finally finally there. But uh, I don't know. I feel the most sorry for him this evening.
2: Yeah, and and to be fair, I I also did feel for the players a little bit actually as well, which is uh, quite strange for me to actually sit here and say that because you know majority of the season so far, I don't think they've been good enough at all. But um, yeah, you, know, you see the reactions at the end of the game, and most of the players were sort of on their knees. That you know, they I think um, you know they, they worked hard today, played well, and you know Coops has, has has given them the sort of uh, freedom to do that a little bit. And they've gone out there and for most parts done that. And uh, I, it was good to them, wasn't it? You know, just the way it happened. I mean, we should be used to it by now, but uh, I think when we've managed to play so well for such a large part of the game, um, you know, it's really hard to, to be stung like that right at the end, you know. As, yeah, as very
0: usual. It feels like we've all given up as well, because you know the, the viewers amongst you who are watching the, the video uh, version of this podcast uh, will notice that none of us are wearing stag shirts uh, tonight. Uh, Nathan's dressed in some casual sort of lounge wear. I've got a uh, just a, a polo top on it, and Cam's in his pajamas. Well, is there any reason for that, Cam, or are you just embracing student life? I'm
1: in my pajamas. I mean, I'm in my pajama bottoms. Yeah, don't show us. We not. don't
0: want to see. Yeah, that, that's,
1: that's hard, <laughs> hard, But uh, no, I only watched the game last minute tonight so uh, but
0: I wish I didn't now (laughs) Uh, well let's go absolutely
1: gut wrenching
0: let's go to you guys in the comments as always uh, make sure you have your side and your team we've got the phone here to try and keep up with as many as we can I'm sure Cam will be keeping an eye on them uh, as well Ian has got us underway tonight saying gutting mate ref made a right cock up and they go on and score just after was Steck to blame for the goal Um, personally I don't think so I thought he did well to try and come and narrow his angles Um, I think a lot of if I don't want to use the word blame, but if if we have to in this scenario, a lot of the blame I think comes from switching off, um, you know, on the halfway line and allowing a a cheap ball. Let's be honest, come a very cheap ball to get clipped over the top of our defence, especially in the 90th minute. That's not where we want to be yeah. allowing them to put balls over the top.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, obviously, we did try and close the game out, and it's not worked. And it's just, yeah, it's gut wrenching because. Other than the first twenty-five minutes of the first half, we we actually played some good football. It felt like the players were actually galvanised, and that um, definitely caught you off guard. No, well, uh, uh, we, no, we
0: no, def- no, 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 no. I have a glass drink right next to the bell, and I also have podcast dogs, so I'm trying not to go with the loud bell rings tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, we we just we we really looked up for it, and. Yeah, you've got a feel for the players tonight and the coaching staff because we did everything right. It was just one one lapse in concentration and it, and we've been undone. And we we had some decent chances, and I think we were very hard hard done to in the last three minutes. I think it was the eighth, seventh minute. Jamie Reed cl- uh, threw on goal, clear foul, down that stone wall and that's it, stonewall And it'd be off, and it changes the game. We'd possibly score another but we wouldn't be conceding at least so we're going to feel a bit wronged but positive things to go into to saturday obviously another big game uh but where's this win going to come from we thought right tonight they've got doyle missing they've got a couple of players missing uh pressure's really on ian Everett to start turning the results around and what a fantastic time to play him and it's just not being
0: able to get the job done it's just so disappointing yeah we'll come on to that and sort of uh, where a win should have come from uh, later on the show let's go back to some more of your comments Roger says I just knew it would be another draw we've swapped places with Morecambe so we won't go down Um, Alan says bring on Clough he will sort it out Uh, Paul says Lapsley outstanding Gordon is playing well Uh, Wayne says played Uh, Played brilliant after the first 25 minutes, but I've got to say I think we are lightweight up front. And what I give to have Rosie up front at the moment? Don't even get me started on that. Um, Especially not just up front as well. I mean his defensive prowess, Nate. We wouldn't have conceded at all, would (laughs) we? It had just been a rock. Um, uh, Gary says it will turn. Jamie says. Thought we played well, just missing that final thing. Uh, Paul says if Clough does take over as manager, he's got to get Coops. Um, uh, he's got to get Coops. Has got to be in the backroom staff with him. Um, Kev says a better performance and two and two on the trot. That's meaning two better performances. Um, Ian says the first win is coming soon. Oh God, I hope so. Uh, no league action for a, for a week or so, though. Of course, uh, Glynn says uh, deserve three points tonight. Oh, for an elusive second goal, Will we will get there. Uh, Roger says, A shame, we are not good enough to date to score more goals and to put um, uh, games to bed. Uh, Danny says, Unfortunately, Coop's got the substitutions wrong. We switched off last 10 minutes. Uh, we are the bottom end of the table and no wins, so we go 1-0 up and sit back. Didn't like how the players dropped their knees at the end. Have we lost more confidence? Um Alex says, if I hear Steck get blamed for this goal one more time, I'm going to lose my head. Uh, Alex, Steck was it? funny? <laughs> no, it <he> wasn't. It <laughs> wasn't. Um, Very disappointing, says Stuart, but played so much better with spirit and confidence on the ball. On to Sunderland with nothing to lose. Michael says, performance apart, we are still crying out for a player with pace up. Front. Let's delve into that a little bit uh, tonight. Obviously, Richard Cooper was boot, boosted uh, by the return of uh, Mal Benin tonight. Corey O'Keefe uh, also on the bench. Um, so, had a few more experienced players, if you like, in terms of, of numbers. Changed it to a 4 4 2. I felt that was a little bit of an error from us, really. Um, it took us that 25 minutes or so to get going. But once we did, you know, we, we did look quite lively but I felt we were much better in the second half when we changed our shape a little bit more and really took the game to Bolton
1: yeah I think obviously it was it was great to have the, the more senior players back and I think it was I think I'm going to get absolutely shot down for this but Jordan Bowery actually had a
2: a relatively alright game what yes. Re- <laughs> Like, no, just. Well, I suppose you, you thought my Alex McDonald had a decent game as well most times. Oh no! Sh- please no. Well, <laughs> no, just like compared to his other
1: performances, he, he just seemed to make that extra ten percent of effort, really getting under the skin. And there were a couple of chance, a couple of times where uh, bringing the ball down, getting the ball going, and yes, yes, he didn't score. And, and I think it was the first half that he had a decent chance, but it, it's just. As an all rad team performance, we did we we did quite well, and yeah, you're going to be boosted by players coming back in, and then maybe have Ryan Sweeney back for for Saturday. But um, it's well, uh, may, maybe it was a mistake with the subs. Maybe we did look at go a little bit too flat at the back and pile the pressure on ourselves in the in the second half. Uh, definitely towards the end. Well, when they conceded anyway, we were just sat so so far back, and you could see it was coming a mile off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely saw it coming because the AFL app notified me two minutes uh, behind play. So, uh, I it wasn't my friend tonight. That's another reason why I hate it. Uh, Jamie says Bowery should have scored. Cam, um, I will sort of sit on the fence a little bit between. I, I felt Bowery had a. a an alright game in parts, but that said the Titanic allegedly sailed quite well on water. It's so only the iceberg which caused the problem of the lifeboat. So, you know, ifs and buts. Uh let's move on, Nath. Um, obviously one thing I think we have to look look at, I know we mentioned it at the top of the show, we you know, feel sorry a little bit f- for coops. He has had a, a positive reaction from from these players, it's it's clear to see, and I think that perhaps explains that the dejection at the full-time whistle.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're unbeaten under him as well, so that's another thing to, uh, to to consider. Obviously, two draws, but um, no, I, you know, I think um, I I don't really think when the you know dropped to the knees was more you know, as in la- lacking of confidence. I think it was just you know that I think it was out of disappointment, really, the fact that we'd uh, you know we, we actually deserved to win a match and uh, we, we've let it slip right at the end, and uh, that's what I mean by it, so I feel for. Both the players and and the coach staff. So, you know, we, there's not many times we've been able to sit here after a match and say, you know, we actually deserve to win. I, I can't actually think, probably only been one occasion so far this season where that's actually happened. So, uh, you know, for for once we've we've put in a, a really really good performance, and uh, that's probably why it makes it a bit more gutting, really, the fact that we haven't managed to come away with three points and that that badly needed first three points as well. I have to
0: I have to say. Uh, I think a lot of the fall into the knees thing, Cam, is due to the fact that over the last two games, these players have given absolutely everything for Richard Cooper and his backroom staff. They've, you know, they've come in. They, they've had a really, really difficult job because, you know, it was clear uh, that the the dressing room was flat. As Nathan is off, we're off to see his sofa. We're seeing Nathan's sofa for five minutes. Um, you know, um, it, it's clear that these players have had a little bit of trouble within the dressing room. It's clear that it's been a little bit flat and a little bit lightweight. They've run themselves into the ground, Cooper and Mike Whitlow and the coaching team have asked them to play a different brand of football to the one which Graham Coughlin was uh, was instilling and, and insisting on. He's asked them to get on the ball more, to run a little bit harder. The games have come in quick succession um, as well. They've also had, you know, like the rest of us uh, have had, um, you know, worries over uh, the COVID situation where the games would go ahead and all the protocols w- with that as well. I give them a lot of credit tonight and, and I, I won't be too damning in, in my reporting of them because I, I feel as a group they've certainly come on compared to where we were at this time last week when we were sitting here you know basically on the cusp of bewilderment I apologise for, for Nathan Skype there picking it up off his, his sofa uh, on the we you know we were on the cusp of bewilderment this time last week weren't we Cam and, and the difference in, in just seven days is is incredible. It, all that was missing was just that one key decision from the referee and that, that beautiful three points. I've got no qualms on the players whatsoever tonight because, you know, like I said, the difference, unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and I think it goes back to what we started doing on, on Saturday against, against Warsaw. We looked a little bit more a little more dangerous, a little bit more pressing, and and then that was obviously something that they've worked on in training, Um as well and it were, it was working quite well tonight um, yes there were a couple of times where we were maybe left a little bit open and exposed but we got back well I think Kellen Gordon had a fantastic game really really got stuck in on that right hand side and it's just we, we've now gone from being able to score goals but can't defend to being able to defend but not score goals and now we're just in that balance between it's just fine tweaks and and changes here and there, it's not having to make mass changes every week of the way that we play, because we're not playing bad football now, it's just that we now need to get the results in the last two games we were unlucky on Saturday, but we were so unlucky tonight, and it's just yeah, like we said, that that one decision it's that referee and linesman have just I don't know what they were, must have been smoking something of at half time because how ah, they've not seen that, I don't know
0: yeah, it was a pretty atrocious uh, decision. Just before we we uh, we go on uh, with tonight's podcast, I want to clarify the the situation at Nathan's house uh, at the at, at the minute. What what's going off? There's a lot of sofa shuffling and uh, and, and, <laughs> and rummaging. Is it, it, something happening below camera? We don't we we don't want to know about. Or <laughs> I
2: well, I'm very conscious. And I don't know if people can hear this at home. That both of the dogs are chewing on bones they, <laughs> in, the, in the living room. So I thought. Whilst I've got a little bit of a gap in not talking, I'm gonna go and take take them off them just for a bit of quiet. Cause I, was bit, I thought I was probably making a right racket, so I took it off them, hid it under um, a under a blanket that's on the sofa. And they found one it. Dog's into the into the toy box to get the, get another one out, and the other one's just took one under, from the blanket. So. Uh, I'm, I'm no better off
0: after all that. No, this is the perils of Skype, mate. Don't worry, we couldn't hear it. And I'm sure my podcast dog as well is, is running around barking somewhere as well. So uh, Or chewing something. Yeah. He's quite quiet. So uh, we should probably wrap this up, guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. uh, Let's go back to some of some, uh, you, uh, your guys' uh, comments. Um, Paul says, can we send Bowery into I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here? Uh, we could, although it would only be in Wales. So... Uh, Yeah. Uh, Owen says better, a lot better, look sharper, but the subs were dire. No need to have three right backs on the pitch. Um, Bowery is dire and my opinion won't change in him. We are in need of someone like CJ back. Um, Bowery is like having me up front. It needs to be Cook and Maynard up front, but it's looking better. Uh, But it's another three points dropped, which simply isn't good enough. I agree with Cam, we shouldn't go so flat at the back. Um, I felt, to be honest, I'm slightly going to defend O'Driscoll coming on at the end. I mean, I would have preferred to have seen Andy Cook, yes, absolutely would have done. However, um, I don't know what the issue was with Maris. Clearly there was something, whether it's a fitness issue or... Um, a booking or, or whatever, something we didn't see. Uh, but O'Driscoll did not come on and play centre-back. Let's get that right. He did not come on and play centre-back. He came in and played the central midfield role, which um, Maris uh, was playing. It was just the fact that Bolton we, were like ourselves, if we were 1-0 down, they were chasing the game and you know trying to get a result for the manager. We just switched off from the f- front line. I, I felt, for me... Um, yes we I think we shouldn't really have taken Maynard off we should have took Bowery off earlier and maybe McLaughlin as well Cam because I I didn't feel like he had a great game tonight
1: No I think there were a couple of deliveries that weren't too bad but you could see what he was trying to do but it was just yeah it was just a couple of straight passes losing the ball and it was a fantastic uh, fantastic ball in for the goal for, for Lapsley and a brilliant glancing header but uh just his all-round play yeah it wasn't it wasn't the the best game that he, he was had supposed to be
0: playing it was supposed to be playing left wing at one at, at one point he was playing right back just, I mean
1: I, I get that he's covering because obviously left-footed so he takes the corners from
0: the right-hand side so I'm just talking I'm, I'm talking about general open play I'm not talking about from yeah, corners exactly. Just when uh, you know when you've got Mal Benin there with him, you've got an excellent opportunity for for a link-up play down that left-hand side, like we saw with with Lord CJ many many a year years ago. But if your you left winger, who's supposed to be one of the best wingers in you know the division, highly rated ex South End promotion winner and all and all that, is drifting into you know a, a midfield role and and not offering the support, I, I think we, that's where we sort of lost a little bit today for me.
1: Yeah, I think.
0: I think yeah, we were we were losing his ways a little bit,
1: but overall, uh, it was one definitely one as a team performance. It was better. There were obviously like, a couple of times where he did it would go missing and players would wander, but they'd always cover back. So um, where a ball would get over the top or whatever, Callum Gordon would be just here, there, and everywhere getting up that wing as well. I thought he looked quite dangerous when he did. Absolutely. Um, thought Lapsley was fantastic through the middle but also getting back defensively and, and helping dig the team out and just all around everyone just it just worked as if it was a team effort rather than just running around like a bunch of headless chickens like it has been for the
0: last few weeks keep your comments coming in Daniel says seen people are saying Cooper out uh, I certainly think we'll probably see a managerial appointment this week put it this way I don't think it, that this is the last you'll see of the Mansfield Matters podcast on Facebook live this week Um, as I would expect an appointment perhaps uh, tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, Louis says, a lot better tonight, played really well. Danny says, looking at who we released and have sold and the players we have signed from lower leagues and youngsters as I don't think they are good enough, do you think this season it was more about project mid-table and not project promotion due to COVID? Nathan, I'm going to let you take that one.
2: Um, Well, first of all, I've probably addressed it in two parts. I mean, the, as far as the players, um, you know, whether they're, they're, they're going to be good enough, etc. Um, I mean, the last couple of performances, you know, if you that a couple of weeks ago, I'd probably say no, we're going to be struggling. But at least now, we've, on, under different management, we are be able to see the potential there. So, uh, you know, we've still got some good players in, in that squad. Uh, I think we shouldn't underestimate, you know, what they, what they are capable of potentially doing. I think you just got to have the right man in charge to, uh, to to get the best out of them, and Coops uh, has done a done a decent job of it so far in the short space time he's had. Uh, but hopefully, uh, you know, with an incoming announcement soon, uh, with a new manager, hopefully he'll be the man to to, to, to you know to bring more out of them and uh, and get us fighting up that table. So, um, you know, I don't think the recruitment has been terrible uh, when we. We've obviously, some certain players that we released, I think a lot of us said we probably would have liked to kept, you know, keep, but you you don't know all the ins and outs. They might have wanted yeah. to leave. We've, we've been through all of that. And again, when a player sold, you know, coming to the end of the contract, sometimes it's a uh, good business sense. So on that front, it's hard to say. And, and really, who it's us it's as fans that set the expectations level sometimes. And uh, I think, I you know, at the beginning of the season, I, I don't think we were as favourites as we have been previous season, it's always been a bit of a uh, consolidation season for me. So, um, you know, going forward, you know, obviously promotion is going to be very difficult now, but at least if we can just get a bit of stability in the club again and and start building from there under new management, that's all I think is that's a realistic expectations to look forward to. Absolutely.
0: Keep your comments coming in. Steven says really good
2: performance tonight. Stags fans need to wake up and
0: smell the coffee. How often do we win away from home? Not many in my years of following them. Well done, Coops. And staff, come on you Stags! Clive says, absolutely devastated at the late goal. We played well, especially through the midfield. Uh, Gary says, uh, biggest, chan- uh, biggest change is the use of long ball. We are now playing link-up football with neat passes, not long balls. hoofed. We'll come on to that uh, more in a second. Owen says, my main concern as of right now is that the performances are getting better and now our mentality will be shifted again under the new manager. I'd be unhappy if there is... Uh, if there isn't an experienced manager in charge, but I strongly believe we can bring this back with the right man and mentality, but it's going to take time. Yes, we'll delve into that in just a second. Uh, Roger says, looks like the team are playing better, but it's the sprinkle of magic dust from the new manager that is wanting no disrespect uh, to Coops." Roy says, we have definitely turned a corner. Whoever comes in has got something to work with. Bowery had a good game. Uh, And Louis says, your guys' opinions on Stetch. We'll keep this brief so Alex doesn't lose his head. I'd uh, hate to see that happen to a colleague of mine. Uh, Go on, Cam, your opinions on Stetch. Uh,
1: Last few games, well, as a whole, questionable. Last few games, improved.
2: Nath? Oh, he's just absolutely useless. And I'm obviously joking. Um, No, he had a a tough start. Uh, I I don't think that was, uh, you know... I mean that was quite obvious, but he has improved, and I think we're starting to see a little bit more of the uh, keeper we expected. You know, he's he's not been highly reputable at Luton for no reason. You don't become a bad keeper overnight, so, you know, let's not judge him just over a few games. Let's give give him more time to see how he gets on. Although, I still think Hayden, or shall I say Hayden, (laughs) so... Should have been given more of a chance as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just agree with what Nathan said there, to be honest. Um, and just to add to it slightly, uh, to in, on tonight alone, uh, he'll get criticised for the goal. Um, did nothing wrong, in my opinion. Came out and tried to narrow the angle. It was the front line's fault for not closing down play quicker and allowing a stupid playground ball over the top. Very, very cheap. Um, that yeah. Uh, Craig says... in. Uh, All in all, another step forward, one step at a time. Sacked Coughlin, better performance Saturday, better performance tonight. Need to keep this positivity through to the next game and the introduction of a new manager will keep us moving forward. Any intel on who this might be? Uh, Nigel Clough, still favourite, Cam? Uh,
1: Yes, he is. I was actually looking just now. Um, So Clough is a favourite. Richard Cooper's second favourite. Paul Hurst? No. Uh, Uh, No, thanks. Paul Cook? Paul Cook, uh, and then Dave, and then Gary Caldwell, Graham Alexander, and then just bring back Dave is what we say.
0: No, toss a coin, (laughs) Cook or Clough, I'd prefer prefer Clough. Listen to the manager change special for our full opinions on that. However, uh, with seven minutes left of tonight's show, let's uh, talk briefly about that now because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, certain parties were calling for, a circuit breaker lockdown in the country it didn't quite happen, uh, but in footballing terms we've now got a perfect opportunity to do that and you know stop this spread of no wins, rejuvenate the squad um, by bringing in our circuit breaker managerial um lockdowns the wrong word isn't it um period of um working <laughs> working not in isolation i was trying to do a clever COVID pun but it wasn't working that was, that was- P- period it was of reflection it yeah but the but the point i was trying to make is you know we've now got whoever comes in if we bring a new manager in let's say tomorrow um you know we've had a we've had a a, a good week to have a look at the candidates out there have have a chat to a few people listen to a few ideas and put things in place a, would I be bothered if Cooper had the next two games and, and we dragged it out a little bit more? No, not at all, because I think Cooper's done a fantastic job. However, um, and that's been clear to see in the performances, by the way, as well. However, we now have, in my opinion, two free hits at a new manager trying new ideas. You know, we've got Sunderland in the FA Cup on Saturday. Obviously, no replays this year due to to COVID. Uh, straight to penalty shootouts, which we know we can't win anyway. So, Nobody's really expecting us to do too much in that one. And then if Scunthorpe are allowed to play a week tonight, we have the the dead rubber game in the, uh, the Papa John's Trophy, which I don't think either side can get through. We certainly can't. I don't think Scunthorpe can either. Um, you know, so we've got two absolutely free hits at trying things where if it goes drastically wrong, it doesn't matter in the slightest because it doesn't affect our league form. and then we bounce in, hopefully we'd be able to bounce into uh, to that league game um in a couple of weeks' time against uh, Forest green um where I totally wasn't looking at the fixtures there, I totally knew what we had um where we can you know go and give it a go, maybe you know rejuvenated by some fresh ideas and uh, and things like that. Um, so I think now, for me, Cam, is the prime time um, to be back here tomorrow night or maybe Thursday night at the latest talking about Nigel Clough slash Paul Cook slash Nigel Clough, Nigel Clough coming in.
1: Yeah, I'll say I wouldn't be too disappointed if, we didn't, uh, if Coops had the next two games. Yes, it'd be fantastic if we did get a manager in, yes, uh, because... Obviously, like yes, Saturday, we've got something to play for, but we know that we're only going to be playing 90 minutes and then a penalty shootout, which is then just 50-50. Tuesday night, like you said, dead rubber. Do whatever you want in that competition, yeah. and and it's not too much of an issue. If we lose, we lose. It's no, no big deal. Um, so, yeah, it's like it's a free hit. You just get to, obviously, I think we'll probably play a similar way that we did tonight as we do on on saturday maybe make a couple of changes but um overall i wouldn't see anything change um s- uh, strategic wise and then but i'd definitely see something tuesday um as in if if we do get, if we got a manager in or if we stuck with coops it, it'd still be a different team we'd try a few different things and just basically treat it as a friendly
0: I think one thing which is imperative for me Nate though is whoever comes in needs to sort of pick up the pieces uh, of, of you know what Cooper's assembled and sort of try and put that jigsaw together because it's you know the way we're playing you know with with this back four trying to play out from the back getting the ball on the floor getting the ball to feet of our creative players and trying to make something happen through the middle that's really really impressed me and I think that's you know, if we look back and sort of highlight bits of the old podcast when when GC was here, that's the, the one thing we were crying out for and one thing we know, you know, players like Maris, Charles, Lee, etc., you know, can, can really thrive upon and, and really make an impact on.
2: Yeah, I think that's why I'm like a bit more gutted rather than frustrated after this, yeah. after sort of the last two matches, you know, even though we still haven't won. Um, it, it feels like we, you know, at least we're now playing a, a bit better football and we're actually showing that we can go and potentially win games now and that's why it feels so much better for me yes we're not the finished article by any means and uh obviously we still need to be uh you know putting the ball in the back of the net a bit more and and, and there's certainly room for improvements but at least we're starting to see the, the improvements the dogs are at uh, it aren't
0: they the dogs are at <laughs> it
2: i know they're not make, making my job easy tonight um <laughs> But uh, oh, I was gonna say now, nah, cheers! I've completely lost it. Uh, da, 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 da. But yeah, I mean, um, I think for the new, you know, for the new, new, new boss coming in, I think it's important for. And, uh, and to be honest, whoever it they're probably already aware that they're coming in anyway. So I'd imagine yeah. they've already been doing their research, etc., and been looking over what we've been doing this season, etc. Uh, but I just hope they see how poor we were under the tactics under. Uh, Graham Cochran and how much better we have been in this sort of new, sort of uh, you know, sort of bit more freedom approach to to playing and, uh, and trying to keep the ball down and trying to play a bit more link-up play because I mean that's it's been it's been showing more chance you know more more chance of actually getting results and as well far as I'm concerned as a supporter so that's kind of what I want to see from us as a as a club to be playing a bit more entertaining football as well uh, so I hope they you know take all that into account and, and move forward and try and uh, you know make that an integral part of how they want you know, they'll put their own stamp on it, of course, every manager does, but hope they keep it going in sort of the right direction that we're sort of starting to head.
0: What we're saying, Cam though, essentially, is back four, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, Owen says, Cook is the man for me anyway. He plays attractive football at a high level, so I hope Sharp brings him in uh, and the results will come under him. Roger says, Cook or Clough? Yes, no flip flop. Sorry, Dave. Uh, Owen says, however, it w- if it was Cooper permanently, it's going to fall apart in the long run. Just like Dempster, we need an experienced we need experienced and managerial leaders like Cook and Clough. Hopefully, Sharp pulls someone off who will bring attractive, positive football. I certainly don't see it being Richard Cooper uh, full-time. He's very, very settled in that academy, and you know he's done absolutely wonders uh, for years. However, those sort of questioning his experience, him and Mike Whitlow are probably two of the most experienced men at this level of football um, that you that you can meet in terms of you know backroom staff and being involved um, with the game just because they've not had you know necessary managerial experience um, certainly the the experience in the backroom and, and two of the uh, the finest coaches as well everybody that I speak to uh, uh, speaks uh, very highly of them and uh, and obviously Coops is a, a top man a, a to boot as well so uh, I certainly wouldn't be uh, disheartened if if he was allowed to carry on for at least Saturday, maybe even uh, Tuesday night, if you know, we are taking our time to be a little bit more reserved, a little bit more careful and cautious uh, over who we bring in. It's very easy to sort of sit here and sort of say, you know, we need to act quickly, we need to do this, we need to do that. What we need to do is we need to think. We need to think and we need to plan things at the moment, you know, if we'd have lost I might be I might be saying something different, you know. If we'd have lost the last two games on the Cooper, and it was you know you know definitely not changing, I, I might be sort of swaying the other way, Cam. But it, there has been an improvement. He's certainly lifted the, lifted the dressing room. You know, whilst the win's not there, I, I certainly feel that it it probably it probably probably would be. And uh, um, you know, I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for the work he's done, predominantly in lifting the morale in that dressing room.
1: Yeah, because. Prior to this, we were absolutely shambolic. Just take the Barrow game for example. Yes, it was um, Coughlin's last game, but it was by far the worst performance of the season. It was just we had no no batters about us. We just looked so flat, so bland, boring. It, it we just didn't do anything right. But he, even only having one or two days in training, obviously Saturday was a, a massive turnaround. And Walsall are a much better team than Barrow are, and and then a a good improvement tonight. Yes, the win maybe should have come on Saturday. Yes, the win maybe should have come, definitely should have come tonight. But from where we were this time last week, it's a massive improvement, and it's just like a completely new team.
0: Absolutely. Keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, in terms of the the Cup game with Scunthorpe, uh, Gary says Scunny playing the FA Cup on Saturday, so the game will be on. I know they had about eight uh, players who uh, tested positive for COVID, so a lot of their games were off. They've only played eight this season, so uh, in a minute when I look at the league table we'll certainly look at how that could impact on us as well. Um, Clive says, whoever comes in, we have to give them time. Joe says, the Bolton commentator said it's Cluffy. Um, Gary says, that Clough is odds on. Uh, Surely a done deal. The bookies are normally a step ahead. Uh, Jamie says oh, we get a new manager in now and it will give uh, whoever two games to pick up the team, yeah that's what we were saying earlier, uh, Danny says if we don't move soon, we will miss out, can't see Bolton's manager lasting much longer, I've seen somewhere that David Sharp is only interviewing people uh, and when he gets down to it the last few he will present them to the Radfords, what if they don't like any of the choices, well, um, again, that's hearsay, isn't it? We don't know whether that's that's true or false. The Radfords will, of course, be involved in the the next managerial um, appointment. Uh, you read the club statement from this time last week, and you know, saying they'll be guided um, by you know by the CEO. He will naturally put together a, a list of candidates and, and speak to them. But like we said two minutes or so ago, Nath, Richard Cooper's a very, very steady hand and he's certainly uh, certainly steadied the ship and if it has to go on for another week, two weeks, then in terms of our long-term future, who cares? There are plenty of good managers out there, whether they're managers who... Um, we have to pay money for, or whether their manager's out of work, we are in a glorious position, I believe, at the mi- at the minute, and and we should not, in my opinion, be backed into a corner of saying we should have appointed him two days ago or whatever. Time is yeah. on our
2: hands. Listen, I mean, we've uh, we've crit- people, you know, people have criticised uh, the the owners for for moving too hastily before, you know, going in too quick and. And making the wrong appointments, so they, they they are taking the time this time. Uh, we've got the beauty of uh, you know the next two matches not really meaning anything. We've also got the benefit the fact that Coops has come in and, and he has improved improved the the performances. You know, so you know, like like you say, you know, I don't think uh, he, he would. You know, I don't think we should necessarily give him a, a permanent permanent job. Me For another two or three weeks. Uh, at the moment. It's not a. It wouldn't terrify me. The fact that we've we've played, you know, started, started improving our performances. So, you know, end of the day, let's let's make sure we, uh, you know, we 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 do the job right this time. And because, you know, let's face it, the last few appointments we've made just haven't worked. So, we like I said, when the decisions were made, they made one massive decision in make in 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 letting Graham Coughlin go. But they've got an even bigger decision in bringing in the next man. So. Uh, this could be, the look at where we are on the table, this could be the biggest decision the Radfords have to make in their, their time with us so far. So uh, let's let's give them time to do it.
0: Absolutely. I think it is the biggest decision they've, they've had to make. And one thing, you know, we, we've not really touched upon, Cam, is the fact that it's not just about bringing a manager in. The manager also will have to assemble a backroom team there'll only be Jamie Maguire um you know to his uh, uh at their disposal because as, as soon as a manager is appointed mike whitlow richard cooper sam collins sam uh, sam wilson will all move back to their their normal uh day-to-day roles within that uh, academy setup and rightly so so it's not just a case of going you've got the credentials of promotion you've got the credentials of play in a certain way you've got this credential you've got that credential it's also about Who do you want to bring with you? How much are they going to cost us? Um, You know, can we do a deal for them? You know, could you work with this person and so on and so on? There's a lot more. It's a it's a lot more intricate than just saying, "Would you like to be the manager of Mansfield Town?" Unfortunately, this is not football manager.
1: Yeah, and this might come across quite controversial. As as brilliant as the Radfords are, they're still learning about football and the way that football managers work. So obviously, they've only, what was it? Cox, Murray, Evans, Dave, Graham. And Duncan uh, Russell and is, as well. And, oh, yeah, Duncan
0: Russell briefly. But they've not...
2: David Holdsworth.
0: No, Holdsworth was a no, he was amigos. He was already here. Don't swear oh, on this yeah. podcast.
2: What you meant, People managed they had in their time here not, not no no managers, managers that they've
1: employed yeah oh, okay
2: um
1: so they're still they're still learning so i think as 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 brilliant as they are i think obviously with the financial backing it's great but having someone like david sharp who's done been doing it a long time and then also obviously his family being involved in football for such a long time just might know a little bit more and how to get around all these sort of deals like trying to get a a coach in trying to get an assistant manager in trying to get the manager in but trying to sweet talk them into either a less less pay or whatever like that a little bit more like not business but like just how football works and how the managers
0: work and that Absolutely,
2: negotiator at their disposal now. That's probably the difference to to before.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Keep your comments coming in. uh, In terms of your votes for man of the match, we're going to run through the results from tonight and and get you two to vote for your man of the matches um, as well. I'm going to finish up with these comments uh, on the managerial situation. Roger says I would prefer Cook. He seems more dynamic than Clough in the attacking department. That's where the Stags need to get better overall. Callum says I don't know how it's possible to feel so down after a result yet so optimistic and excited for the future of Mansfield Town. Jake says Clough will be in for Saturday. Two free hits to look at his players before it matters onwards and upwards. And Paul says Mark Stevenson did say tonight, presumably on 103.2, uh, that a new manager will be installed in the next 24 hours. If he did say that, um, then we will see you tomorrow night for a man- or on Thursday uh, for the managerial reveal podcast. Um, so keep your uh, so keep your comments. On that. Uh, Danny says, I have a horrible feeling we'll miss out on Clough and Cook and end up with someone like Richie Wellens, Paul Hurst, or Coldwell. Well, time no, will. Wellens, tell. Wellens, just quickly. Wellens is favourite for the Salford, Salford job. Salford job, yeah. Good. Uh, Former Man United man. Yeah, so. did all right with Swindon, but again, not the experience. I mean, yeah, we, we will see. There are so many out there. I think genuinely, just finally on the managerial situation, this is the first time in a very long time where, you know, it could be one of three or four, and genuinely no one's got really any sort of steer of an idea. And it will, be, it will come as a genuine surprise when it's announced. 100%.
1: But I think it's also a good thing because obviously there are a a nice, a nice choice of managers. Obviously before we'd be, when we were in this situation this time last year, we were obviously we we took a manager from another team. There weren't any managers that had not got a job. So like your your Cloughs and your Cooks, obviously both of them only lost their jobs due to the fact that we are in the middle of the pandemic. Clough obviously was a cost cutting thing at Burton Um. Cook only left Wigan because they were in the absolute dog-ass financially because of the dodgy owners. and So, a great benefit for us that we've got a, such a choice, but any other time, any other season, we wouldn't be able to have such a choice.
0: Right, well, uh, of course, uh, start thinking about your uh, man-of-the-match choices as well. I mean, I'd love to sit here all night, but I've got a funny feeling we're going to be sat here this time tomorrow as well. So, uh, let's try and wrap things up and, uh, you know... Get on with the rest of our nights. Of course, any opinions aired tonight are solely those of the um, of the uh, of the individual. Right. Um, so keep your comments coming in on that. Um, yeah, keep your comments coming in on that. Right. Let's have a little look then at. I got distracted by a comment. Uh, I was trying to make sense of it, I couldn't. Uh, right, let's have a little look at what happened elsewhere in Sky Bet League 2 tonight. Watch will ask you to uh, laugh at my fluff stream, uh, get a drink, or fight with the dogs, and try and think of your man of the match tonight. This is the story of Sky Bet League 2 tonight. For the Stags, it was a 1-1 draw at Bolton at the death. But elsewhere in League 2, this was the tale of the evening. It finished Oldham 2, Cheltenham 1, whilst Morecambe and Exeter played out a 2-all draw. Bradford City won 3-0 at home to Southend United. Cheers, Bradford, did us a favour, whilst uh, managersless Salfords lost 2-1 away at Cambridge. Carlisle beat Newport 3-2 in Carlisle whilst Colchester were 3-1 winners at home to Stevenage. Forest Green, who we face next in a couple of weeks' time, were 2-1 winners over Leighton Orient. whilst Grimsby beat Barrow by a goal to nil in Cleethorpes. In the league's other two games tonight, it finished Harrogate nil, Tranmere one, and Walsall one, Crawley nil. What does that mean, though, for the Skybet League 2 table? Well, after 11 games, it's still Newport County who lead the way at the top. They're two points clear of second place Cambridge. Forest Green, who we face uh, a week on Saturday, they are in third on 21 points. Jumping all the way down to the other end of the table, Southend still occupy bottom spot, having not won at all this season and having lost their last five games. Thank God there's a team worse than us in this league. Scunthorpe, who haven't played for a couple of weeks, they are in 23rd. However, with several games in hand, they are on four points. We, just above the drop zone in 20 seconds, played 11, won none, drawn seven, lost just four. If only we could tw- have turned some of those draws into wins. But 20 seconds tonight, after that late goal at Bolton, Caesars draw, won all. It should have been a victory let us know your choices for tonight's man of the match in the comments where it finished bolton one mansfield town one As always, it's a game of numbers. I'm gonna to come to Nathan Edge first. How many people are you putting forward for tonight's Man of the Match votes? Uh it's two for me tonight. Cam Felton, only advances on two. Uh, two for me as well. Sold to Nathan Edge. Two give me your two names then. Who are you gonna who are you gonna say tonight? Uh I'm gonna
2: go for either George Lapsley or Callum Gordon. Ooh, interesting choices. <laughs> Snap. Oh exactly no! there the we go, um
0: again, <laughs> do you know what I think we've got a three way tie uh again uh the the two Lapsley and Gordon, I felt played very, very well. if I had to throw one more name into the mix um. I'm not going to throw him into the mix for the man of the match, but I want to give him a very brief special mention. And I mentioned him a little bit on Saturday as well. It's James Perch. Played centre-back again tonight. Captain decide again tonight. I felt he did; he's done very, very well uh, in that role. And he's certainly had his best two games in a Mansfield shirt. Cam, give me your uh, reasonings and your arguments for uh, the two men of the match tonight. In fact, pick one and, get, and, and, and uh, give, me your re- give me your reasonings and then pick you one.
1: Uh, so, I think Callan Gordon had a, had a fantastic game, getting up and down that wing, uh, driving forward, getting the getting the game really going, getting the attack flowing. But also, when when we are defending, getting back and covering, just fantastic. Um, uh, it, it was just a couple of chances where it's just getting the ball flowing a lot quicker. Uh, I think George Lapsley, firstly for the goal, um, but then just his all-around link-up play, uh, digging in in the defence where, where needed and just his link up play was fantastic getting the ball out wide for for Gordon to run on to for, and then just driving through the middle really really getting things going and I'm,
0: I can't really no, pick between no, the two No, I'm but, making you come on
1: uh, I think think it's
0: gotta be Lapsley purely because he scored the goal. One vote for Lapsley, Nathan Edge,
2: give me your reasons in uh, give me, a, give, me, a, give, me a. give me your reasonings and your your vote, please. Uh I mean it's not really too much different from what uh from what Cam said unfortunately. It's uh you know, I think Gordon's been very good for the last few games actually. So uh, you know, although O'Keefe's back, I think he's gonna struggle to to shift him unless they can both play down that right hand side, which I guess, you know, could be uh an option. Um so uh you know credit to Gordon. He's he's come you know, for for a while it looked like he'd been sort of frozen out. And uh even when he came back from injury he was, he was on the bench, then all of a sudden he disappeared off the bench. And it didn't look like he was going to get a get a look in, but under coops he's he's been given a an, uh, well, and I think he played in the barra game as well, if I'm right remembering. Yeah. Time, remember. uh, but you know when when he has since he has come back into the um, you know, into the team, he has looked pretty good. So, you know, credit to him for that. But my vote is still going to go for Lapsley. I think, um, yeah, if you're looking at overall performance, I think probably I'd, I'd put them both probably on the same match rating. Uh, you know, and how they played throughout the whole game. It's just the differences. Lapsley obviously got the goal, which is probably just put him out in front.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with both reasoning, both reasonings, and uh, I'd say the same. I felt um, that Lapsley. Prior to tonight, had gone a little bit quiet since his uh, suspension on his debut. I thought he had a fantastic game, but then was maybe a little bit timid. Maybe that was due to the way we are playing, but uh, has certainly grown over the last two games. Deserved his goal tonight, and uh, he gets my vote for, for man of the match as well. So three from us. Uh, but what are you guys saying in the comments? Stephen says Lapsley to take it four uh, to four. Gary says Lapsley. Uh, Jamie says Kellen Gordon, uh, so that's 5-1. No, 6-1 as Wayne goes with Lapsley. 6-2 as Cassie goes uh, uh, for Kellen Gordon, um, um, and then Honourable mentions. Uh, as well. So we're going to give man of the match tonight to uh, to, to George Lapsley uh, but there are some honourable mentions as well. Danny says, I think the ref got man of the match for, for Bolton, of course referring to that horrendous uh, mistake he made uh, when Jamie Reid should have had a uh, free kick at the very least. Uh, Gary says, I agree with you, Craig uh, Reperch. he looked composed at centre-back. Stephen says Rawson had his best game, Gary agrees. Uh, and Danny says to finish us off tonight, Lapsley's goal reminded me of Craig Disley's at Saltergate when we beat them and Shane Bradley got sent off. What a happy memory uh, to end tonight's show on. Um, and that's pretty much it. Well, who knows? Um, we may be back um, later in the week uh, to talk about a new managerial appointment. I certainly don't know. Cam certainly doesn't know. Nathan doesn't know. We're all in the dark as much as you guys. I know some of you in the comments, and, and this this is a little gripe of mine, actually. Some of you, some of you guys seem to think that we've got some sort of inside knowledge. No, we are just three humble fans who just miss the whole match day experience and being able to talk about the the game afterwards and share our raw emotions which is why we do this we're just fortunate that we've got this bit of a a platform which we've built up over the last four years or so to uh, to be able to to come and do it we have no inside knowledge uh, whatsoever um, you know our main spy um, who goes and you know sits at the one course stadium to tr- or and, and flits between there and the RH academy every single day is nathan um, so you know i think you know how that that ends for us um, so, we've, you know, we've got no inside knowledge whatsoever. We are, as much in the dark as you know, always be governed by the club and, and their announcements. Never, you know, go off hearsay tips of, I've heard an academy player say this through a next-door neighbour's dog and all of that stuff. Just always go by the club. And what we can guarantee, though, is when the appointment gets made, we will get together in the evening of that particular day, when, wherever we can, and do the podcast and talk about it and let you guys have your say um, as well um, that's pretty much it uh, for tonight who knows I might see these two as I say um, later in the week if not I will see them Saturday as we head for Sunderland in the FA Cup not expecting anything Cam in, in that one really just uh, I guess the, the overriding emotion just finally on that one is just one of disappointment because we can't go Stadium Malik, fantastic
1: yeah it's disappointed. I'm even more disappointed we couldn't go tonight because obviously I now live in Greater Manchester Absolutely fuming. Twenty-minute train <laughs> journey. So, uh, I think it was Chris, uh, Chris Holloway, club uh, club photographer. He put a photo on after the game, saying, "Oh, now the long journey home." I wouldn't. I'd. I'll, I'll. I'll back on train. It. It took me fifteen minutes. So I'm fuming. But well, um, yeah, with the Sunderland game, yeah, just go. We've we go there. We've got nothing to lose. If we lose, we lose. If we win. Then great. But um, I th- I think if we set up in the right way and, and and play well, then I think we could surprise a few. Yes, Sunderland won t- with a late goal tonight, but the FA's cup, FA Cup is the FA Cup and it's always full of surprises.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. Well, we'll see you both uh, on Saturday. Just finally tonight, Jamie says, see you tomorrow. Uh, Danny says, so you didn't see Sol Campbell at the ground then? No, Danny. No. But I did see him in Sainsbury's. <laughs> Will he be the stakes manager? No. Will it be Nigel Clough? Will it be Paul Cook? Who knows? We'll keep our eye on it between now and then. If an appointment doesn't happen, of course, we back Richard Cooper to continue the sterling job he's done in caretaker charge. He came so, so close tonight to getting that elusive first victory. Robbed! in the final, final minute. He'll be hurting, the players will be hurting, but they'll pick themselves up and go again in essentially two free hits now at getting a win in the FA Cup and the Papa John's Trophy a week tonight. Whatever happens, we'll be following the journey. My thanks to Cam Fulton, to Nathan Edge, and to you guys at home for watching, for listening, for sharing, for commenting, and just being involved. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Tonight, it was one-all at Bolton. The journey continues.